rise and shine. You're listening to WNUR 89.3 FM, HD1, Evanston, Chicago. I'm Gabe Shumway. And I'm Edward Simon Cruz. Welcome to our latest edition of WNUR News Rise and Shine. We'll be doing things a little differently than normal this morning. We'll run through the headlines. Discuss the greatest songs of all time. Hear about why it's so hard to get up in the morning. And some weather to get you running out the door with the right type of coat on. We'll answer some of your questions and we'll give you the chance to call in and answer a question from us. So grab your coffee, maybe a donut, and get ready for the day with us. Those conversations and more coming up. From Northwestern University, this is WNUR News Rise and Shine at 9 a.m. Well, I am pumped personally, Edward, but before we get started, check out our Instagram story at WNUR News 893. Send in some questions to us. There's a form up there, and we'll answer them throughout the show. And before we continue, we're just going to plug our annual fundraiser, Phonathon. WNUR's annual fundraiser, Phonathon, is happening right now. Phonathon ensures that our station can continue to be a voice and a guiding light for underrepresented tastes and to be a place where generations of Northwestern students can form friendships lasting a lifetime. Donations help us stay ad-free, host music events, maintain our equipment, and so much more. We greatly appreciate whatever you can give via our Catalyzer page, which you can find by going to wnur.org and clicking Donate. Thank you so much for listening. Now, we are still a news station, so let's start with today's biggest stories. Here's Ellie Stevens with this morning's headlines. Northwestern agreed to settle for $43.5 million in a class action lawsuit against universities accused of considering financial need in admissions that were reportedly need-blind. Northwestern is one of 17 universities engaged in what the suit alleges is a price-fixing scheme. Evanston City Council issued a statement Monday afternoon denouncing the anti-Semitic conspiracies and hate speech made during Thursday's City Council meeting. The statement claimed the public commenters who made this hate speech were organized by a national anti-Semitic hate group. Evanston city officials asserted in the statement, rhetoric like this is incompatible not only with our community's values, but also with our commitment to holding inclusive council meetings. Chicago is getting a glimpse of summer as we start the week with record high temperatures that will potentially climb into the 70s today before a return to cold weather Wednesday. Yesterday, the higher temperatures prompted the National Weather Service to issue a red flag or high fire danger. Governor J.B. Pritzker joined advocates pushing for maternal health funding at a Southside birthing center Monday. Pritzker has called for $23 million of his $52.7 billion budget to be allocated to birth equity, which includes $12 million for a child tax credit for low and moderate income families with children under age three. In politics, President Biden said yesterday that he hopes there will be a ceasefire in Gaza by Monday, stating his national security advisor has told him we're close. A CNN report found Hamas has backed off key demands in the negotiation for a hostage deal and pause in the fighting in Gaza. That's all for today's Daily Cat. From Evanston, Illinois, I'm Ellie Stevens. Thanks, Ellie. It is 9.07, and you're likely well into your morning commute by now. Uh, This morning, we also have a fun question that you can call in to answer. We will be playing the good old-fashioned game, Describe a Film Poorly. So in this game, we will, 
as you guessed it, be describing a film poorly. And if you think that you know the answer, you can call us at 847-866-9687 and give us your guess. That's 847-866-9687. All right, Edward, let's hear that description. In this movie, one person becomes a theater kid, others sneak out to the woods, and they all risk breaking furniture. That sounds like a Friday night in college, if you ask me. I didn't ask you. But while we're still talking about pop culture, Rolling Stone magazine recently updated its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. So, I gotta ask you, what do you think is the greatest song of all time? Well, I think we have to start out with some honorable mentions first. We got creative with this, we put our little list together, so we've each got three honorable mentions to start out. Uh, first off, uh, I gotta go with Billy Joel. He's in the news recently, recently released a first song for the, another song for the first time in decades, a brand new original, but if we're going with his all-time greatest, I'm a fan of Vienna personally. Maybe it's just the, uh, the burnt out uh, high schooler in me, a uh, song talking about how you need to take life slow and kind of relieve yourself of that stress, but that's one of my personal favorites. Uh, another honorable mention, If I Ain't Got You, Alicia Keys, a classic. One of the greatest love songs of all time, in my opinion. You gotta get some R&B in there, get some uh, just real, real good vibes. And finally, we're going more into the hip hop scene now. I've got doo-wop, Lauryn Hill. Uh, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, one of the greatest albums of all time, if you ask me. Uh, and yeah, that's just a personal favorite of mine. Those are my three. Let's hear your honorable mentions. Yeah, so I'm going to start with someone else who was in the news recently. Elton John recently became the latest person to get an EGOT. So that's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. He won an Emmy for his farewell concert special about a month ago. And the song I'm going with from him, it's a classic. There are a lot of Elton songs that I love and could have gone with. But I went with the good old Tiny Dancer. Probably one of his most iconic songs definitely is the, ki is the kind that gets referenced all over the place, whether it's like the end of an episode of The Office, that classic season two premiere episode at set where Michael's giving out all the dundies at Chili's. I think of that. I feel like it's also the kind of song you just want to roll down your car window and just listen to it and just blast it while you're driving. And these other two songs are from the 2010s. They're both they're both from famous artists who who have been known for for provocative, well-written songs that capture the cultural zeitgeist and captivate and inspire a lot of people. The first one I'll go with is All Right by Kendrick Lamar. That song has recently become a a rallying cry or, or, or a song around which people have united during Black Lives Matter protests. And it's also just a really catchy song. And the other one I'm going with, Beyonce Formation. She, de she debuted this song or rather one of her first live performances of it came in 2016 during the Super Bowl 50 halftime show with dancers dressed like the Black Panthers. It was just the kind of thing that that not only got Michael Bloomberg mad, which tends to be a good sign, but <laughs> but it also it also just showed the power of of black pride and being able and being able to be confident in one, in oneself and one's and one's heritage and one's identity, and I think that's something that we all need a little more of right now. Yeah, and going recent with the song fix too, not something you expected. I feel like when you think of the greatest songs of all time, everyone goes to you know the '70s or the '80s, but showing that there are a lot of good uh, songs recently. But now 
We're going to everyone's top pick. Uh, we're going to start over here. I am going... This pick's a little basic. It might be a little expected, but I feel like it's just too iconic to ignore. I'm taking Bohemian Rhapsody. The song has so much just variety in it. You have a little bit of everything for whatever you like. It is one of the most iconic rock songs of all time. Queen, it's hard to go wrong, hard to deny their fame. Freddie Mercury on there, one of the greatest vocalists we have ever seen. Um, even uh, combining so many songs into one. And come on, if that song comes on, you know I'm going at it. You know I'm singing along. And I feel like it's just a real uh, song that can get the crowd pumping. Now, Edward, on to your pick. What are you thinking? What is running through your head for your number one song of all time? Did Rolling Stone get it right? Rolling Stone went with Respect by Aretha Franklin, which I love that song. I also love Bohemian Rhapsody. As anyone who's watched Wayne's World knows, it is a great song to play when you want to bang your head in the car to the radio. <laughs> Shout course. out to the people listening on the radio right now. However, I went with another icon, Prince, and probably his most iconic song out of many iconic songs it has to be purple rain now purple rain doesn't have as many lyrics but it has an epic guitar solo it's the it's the kind of song that can bring down the house every single time it comes on and I gotta go back to the performance aspect of it. Performance is a big part of what makes the, a lot of these songs so iconic. And Prince was a showman through and through. We lost him. At, we lost him several years ago at the age of 57. Way, t way too young. Way too early. But his legacy lives on. There's, there's always the videos of him performing "Purple Rain" on a stage at the Super Bowl in 2007, lit up in purple in a downpour. You, he literally did "Purple Rain" in "Purple Rain." If that's not a sign that God's real, I don't know what is. Of course. And we saw the hologram show years later, too, with him. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, these songs are the kind that get me energized in the morning, but it's not always to get up. It's not always so easy to get up as early as we did today. Right, Gabe? Oh, yes. With our morning show starting early today, we dug through the archives to find a piece on what makes these early mornings so hard. A former WNUR reporter, Delaney Nelson, has the story. So I, in my very big comfortable bed, my alarms go are going off on my phone like every 15 minutes, sometimes even every 10 or 5 minutes. I set so many alarms. I'm not go waking up to most of them. That's Medill Jr. Bailey Richards. She's had trouble waking up in the morning her entire life. I snooze them until like the last possible alarm that I could wake up to and then I'm like, I guess I have to get up. We've all been there. We hear our alarms go off and hit snooze or we don't hear any sound at all and sleep right through them. But why is it so hard to get up in the morning? Richards sets upwards of 10 alarms each morning in hopes of waking up to at least one of them. My sleep schedule is so messed up that I am on the verge of self-sabotage. Neurology professor Katherine Reed works at the Center for Circadian and Sleep Medicine. She says there's two main reasons it might be hard for you to wake up. The first explanation is that you haven't gotten enough sleep. Some can be related to behaviors that you do, so staying up too late to binge watch some Netflix show. It could be that you have a job that requires you to be awake at nighttime. It could be that you have a child who is waking up and waking you up. The second is a little more complicated. Our bodies run on what scientists call a circadian rhythm. 
This is like a master clock in our brain that controls all the cells in our body. The rhythm affects when our body is ready for us to eat and digest food and when it's ready for us to go to sleep. That is why if you are trying to sleep during the day, unless you are really, really tired, it can be difficult. If you're trying to stay awake at nighttime and do various different sorts of tasks, it can be quite hard. If you're trying to wake up earlier than you normally do, you're essentially disrupting this body-wide clock. This is going to make it even harder for you to get out of bed. Regularity of your sleep is very important. From day to day, that there is not a lot of variation in your sleep-wake schedule. The balance of juggling the school newspaper, homework, and different class times each day makes a consistent sleep schedule nearly impossible for Richards. She goes to sleep and wakes up at different times nearly every day. Some days, she's up until as late as 4 in the morning. Sometimes she wakes up at 9.30 a.m. and sometimes she wakes up at 2 p.m. It looks so different every single day. That really like jacks with my head and with my sleep schedule and with my body. Disrupted sleep can also take a toll on our mental health. Clinical social worker and therapist Lexi Miller says lack of sleep can impact our mood each day and make us feel more anxious or depressed. We as a population typically walk around being more sleep deprived um, than we would want. So around like 10 to 18% of adults falling into that category. Miller says the reverse is true as well. Mental illnesses like anxiety can cause hyper arousal of our brain that makes it harder to fall asleep. Depression can lead to excessive sleep and make it harder to wake up. You can sort of feel like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, is our lack of sleep impacting our mental health or is our mental health impacting our sleep? And the research suggests both. Richards has felt these effects. I feel horrible about it physically. I feel like trashed all the time. It's great. Mentally, super duper frustrating. I'm always just like wondering what my body would be like if it was on 100%. She isn't sure if her sleep is going to get better in the near future, but she knows her current schedule isn't sustainable. I can never go to sleep at a normal time, and I can never wake up to my alarms. And I've always been that way, and it's horrible, and I want to change. For now, she's going to keep setting alarms. For WNUR News, I'm Delaney Nelson. Well, thank you to Delaney for that timeless package. And we have some reminders where you can interact with us during this show. You can send in some questions on our Instagram story at WNURnews893. We also still have our game, Describe a Film Poorly. If you think that you know the answer, you can call us at 847-866-9687 and give us your guess. That's 847-866-9687. And for a reminder of that description describing this film poorly, let's hear it, Edward. In this movie, one person becomes a theater kid, others sneak out to the woods, and they all risk breaking furniture. Now, for a brief look at the forecast. Alright, right now it is partly cloudy and 57 degrees Fahrenheit outside. The chance of rain today is 50%. Thunderstorms are possible at around 7 or 8 o'clock this evening, giving way to potential rain or snow showers overnight. Tomorrow will be windier and colder with a high of 32 degrees. Cloudy skies will mostly become sunny in the afternoon with possible flurries or snow showers. But, alas, expect warmer temperatures and sunnier skies for the rest of the week. The high on Saturday will be 58 degrees, and the high on Sunday will be 60 degrees. And as a reminder, WNUR's annual fundraiser, Phonathon, is happening right now. Phonathon ensures that our station can continue to be a voice and guiding light for underrepresented tastes and to be a place where generations of Northwestern students 
uh, can form friendships lasting a lifetime. Donations help us to stay ad-free, host music events, and maintain our equipment, and so much more. We greatly appreciate whatever you can give via our Catalyzer page, which you can find by going to WNUR.org and clicking Donate. Thank you so much for listening. And we have a... We are going to... We are going to keep moving on with some other stuff that we have planned for today. This show, like we said, is not like our typical 6 p.m. ones. Yesterday, we took to our Instagram at WNURnews893 and asked for questions from you. Welcome to A Squared, where you ask and we give answers. The question box is still up on Instagram at WNURnews893, and we will actively be taking questions as they come throughout the show. Now, here's the first question we received. What is your favorite campus spot? Ooh, okay. So, those on Northwestern's campus know the lake, but they also know the Lake Phil. The Lake Phil, this little uh, lake area right by, uh, right by some of the North Campus buildings, uh, and there's benches all along it. I have this one bench. I always go there to meditate. If I'm stressed about work, if I'm stressed about uh, classes or anything that's taken over my mind, especially during those warmer months, that is the perfect spot. There's a bench right there, people walking by peacefully in the background. You hear the, the gnat sound full outside, um, <laughs> the, the birds and the, the trees blowing in the wind. Uh, it is just a beautiful place. You can plug in some, some music or just sit there peacefully. It's where I always go to meditate. What about you, Edward? What is your favorite go-to spot on campus? Now, I also love the Lakefield. It's a great place to go on walks or runs, but I'm going to go for my answer a little more south. So if you leave, if you take that little bridge to leave the Lakefield, the walkway will continue down south. You'll have on one side the lake and on the other, kind of the back of the Beanan building. Sometimes I like walking on that little sidewalk along the along the railway by the by the lake and just looking out onto the water but it's also a great place as i previously mentioned to go on walks or runs especially when it's great outside and i will say for a chicago winter we've had quite a few nice days lately now gabe do you want to show us the next question absolutely so what are two things every college freshman should know before coming here so just in general or as applicable to northwestern students what do you have edward yeah that is Definitely something that you can answer in a lot of different ways. I'll give two answers that will head in slightly different directions. One of them, expect every day to be different. One of the things that everyone knows about Northwestern is the quarter system, the way that things frequently move at an accelerated pace, and part of that and part of that involves every day having something slightly different. You might have something you do one day, but not the next. It's, I find for me, even as someone who hasn't really been that big on routines in the first place, it's hard, it can be hard to predict what exactly is gonna happen in a given day, but at some point, you just gotta embrace the spontaneity, try to figure out what matters for you, and then go, and then go from there. And then the other thing that I would recommend is plugging some of the, some of the different forms of transportation that you can use, especially to get ar around the area and potentially to even go down to the city. Now, we have the Pulse Dempster line, which goes straight from the Davis Street the Davis Street bus station straight to the the airport, Chicago O'Hare International Airport. It started at around October and now we can and now 
We can use it if you want to save some money. Definitely a very convenient way to get around. And we also have the we also have a venture card that you can get in order to access the trains and the buses. With the trains and the buses in order to in order to get around, you can get free access to to the 201 bus route and and you can use it very conveniently if you want to get around anywhere else in the Chicagoland area, including going downtown into the city. Uh, my go-to response uh, is usually to take it slow as you come in. So your first quarter at Northwestern, try to take a little bit of an easier class load and try to adjust to college. There is a lot to adjust to with college living, whether that is uh, between managing social aspects, between managing food, and you're taking care of yourself for the first time, uh, really on your own in many cases. So I would suggest taking that first quarter a little bit easier, and that way you can kind of manage that adjustment a little nicer. And the other thing is your first week at Northwestern, and this can go for any college you're attending, uh, make plans week one. The first week of college, everyone is kind of in this little unknown gray area with one another. Everyone wants to make friends, everyone wants to make plans. So if you're the one to kind of prioritize and make those plans and invite people, everyone will tag along. Everyone's looking to kind of meet new people. So if you really want to try to grow your social circle, make plans week one, whether that's going to a sports game on campus, whether that's, um, you know, just even checking out a gym or a building or uh, a club. It's really a great way to meet new people. All right. And our next question from our listeners is, what is your favorite breakfast food? Ooh. So my go-to, well, this isn't a go-to because it's hard to make often, but I love omelets, Edward. I, I've been getting them at Allison recently. They are fantastic. And when I'm home, I always make omelets in the mornings. It's kind of my go-to when it's like, you know, a, a Saturday morning brunch or a Sunday morning brunch and I wake up late, I'll, you know, take the eggs out of the uh, fridge and just see whatever I have in the pantry, whatever I have in the fridge, the freezer, uh, and just kind of throw together a bunch of creative options for different omelets. Uh, something that I like to do in general, just whether that's leftovers and it makes sure it helps you to uh, ensure that you're using up all the food and not leaving any to waste. Definitely. Definitely. Omelets are really great to have. I've had them quite a bit recently at Allison as well. But I think my other go-to for breakfast, this one is definitely a pick that I made out of convenience, but bagels, especially everything bagels for some reason. And I'd like to say that I was the kind of person who was already into everything bagels before everything ever all at once became one of the one of the most popular movies of of recent history, but... Your brain makes interesting connections, but I'm here for it. Thank you! But bagels, they're just, they're just so convenient. You can never go wrong with a good old bagel and cream cheese. There's really not much more for me to say than that. I'm an Asiago bagel fan, personally. I feel like that's my go-to. Um, I also love bagels for breakfast sandwiches. I'm from Massachusetts, New England, New York, New Jersey. We all got that kind of breakfast sandwich uh, vibe about us, whether that's from Dunkin' or your local deli. Um, Everyone loves a good breakfast sandwich in the morning. You got your bacon, egg, and cheese. You can do sausage. You can do ham. There's so many combinations with it, and bagels are kind of, in my eyes, the thing that ties those all together. All right, but we have more questions on the agenda. Those who are Northwestern students or are associated with Northwestern know the debate between Franz and Lisa's two late-night spots on campus. What are we thinking? Lisa's. Lisa's. Yep. As expected, even though both of us live South Campus, we both enjoy the northernmost uh, restaurant available to Northwestern students, being Lisa's. You want to tell us about it? Yeah, Lisa's is 
Well, first off, both Lisa's and Fran's are open till 1 a.m. So when you're at a certain point in the evening and you kind of just need something to eat or just a place to go hang out with people, those tend to be those tend to become pretty packed, especially once all the dining halls are closed. But Lisa's is Lisa's has some really great customer services. I've had a lot of great experiences there, and no no disrespect to the, pe the to the people at France, they work really they work really hard, and we appreciate them for all their work. But the Lisa's people every Every, every every time I'm there, they it's I always I always know that I'll be able to order my food, get what get get what I want, and I know or, and I know it'll be it'll be a good experience. Consistency, I think, is a big part of it. With 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 Lisa's, it's it they is, also have that whole express package too. That's true. They have their own little mini gas station. You can get snacks. You can get toiletries. You can get tissues. Uh, they kind of have a bit of everything there. Yep, and it and it's definitely definitely a very nice vibe there at Lisa's. So our next question is gonna be, what tips do you have for self care during final stress? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, I just tend to say, don't be so hard on yourself. Finals week can be very stressful. It can feel like there's a lot going on, whether that's like between your studies, between the stress of passing classes or getting certain grades on your final exams. There is a lot going on during a given finals week. And I think just the important part is to relax. Don't be so hard on yourself. There's only so much that you can control. And once you kind of get into that testing room, just you've done all that you can to prepare and just let what happens happens. As long as you prepared as much as you can, you really can't be mad at yourself at the at the result definitely and i think part of that also involves the element of budgeting time knowing how you want to manage your time now a lot of us are chronic procrastinators myself included oh, but me too. <laughs> yeah and but in this case what i'm talking about is knowing knowing what you want to do with your time the most important things to you in that moment and it's about finding a balance between your academic life your social life knowing that you need that you need that time for breaks things that you do with people you enjoy you want to be able to factor those in so that you so that you can feel like you're you're getting all the things in life that are important to you. And of course, that includes sleep, something that a lot of us are also lacking in, but something that we should nevertheless be factoring into our time. Yes, and it, you always have the early morning strategy of I'll get up early and finish it if you need some sleep. Uh, and finally, with February soon drawing to a close, uh, we are going to wrap up this morning's broadcast with some highlights from the past month. Edward, what stood out to you in February? Man, I've been waiting all year for Groundhog Day, and Punxsutawney Phil did not disappoint. Okay, that's nice, Edward. But I was, you know, a little more interested in something like the Super Bowl. Personally, we had a watch party for that ourselves. We did have a watch party for that. I placed a bet that the camera would cut to Taylor Swift eight times. They did... And then overtime happened. I hadn't been that disappointed since I realized Usher did his entire halftime show without playing DJ Goddess Falling in Love again. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like everyone brings up Valentine's Day, which is cool and all, it makes sense, but as someone who memorized all the presidents back in preschool, I would say I celebrate my true loves on President's Day. Oh, what a holiday that was. Oh, no. Rutherford B. Hayes finally getting his flowers. Man, what a fascinating life that guy led. Let me tell you about it. Don't do that, please. <laughs> There were many more random holidays throughout February, though, celebrating foods, cultural phenomena, and a bunch of random things. Just the most random things. Which of those holidays interested you the most, Gabe? Well, in honor of the peanut allergen uh, sitting next to me, uh, I'm going to talk about National Peanut Butter Day. <laughs> February 24th. 
just a few days back. Man, did I grow up on peanut butter or what? Peanut butter and jellies in school. I was never a jelly guy, so I just had my sandwiches with straight peanut butter. Uh, you could put peanut butter on toast. Uh, it's protein in it. You could just eat it straight from the jar. When my dogs had medicine that they needed to take, we would like bury it in peanut butter and we'd feed it to my dogs in the peanut butter. And I swear that thing is like magic for these, uh, for these animals. If you ever need an animal to take some medicine, just put some peanut butter on it. If you ever need your kid to like, just have a good lunch at school, like peanut butter is just, uh, maybe it's just the American in me, but uh, man, I love peanut butter. Yeah, and if you need a kid like me to take some medicine that sends him to the hospital, give me <laughs> peanut butter. Thanks for that, Gabe. I'm gonna go with something else that coincidentally, National Peanut Butter Day is February 24th, so that was this past Saturday. Yes, this past Saturday. However, I'm gonna go with something else that also fell on Saturday, National Tortilla Chip Day. Now, I'm the kind of person who just has bags of chips in my room. Oh, there's that, a Doritos bag sitting on my desk right now. Oh, yeah, that, you know, it's a, it's a late night, you really don't feel like eating healthily, and you have a lot of work to do, so you just need to have something. So, you know, grab the bag of chips, grab some salsa, just snack away as you work it and it doesn't send me to the hospital that's the best part of all of this all right well with our show drawing to a close for those of you who are wondering the describe a movie poorly description was dead poet society we had one student in that movie joining uh the school play another uh, a group of them sneaking out to the woods for their dead poets society and finally risking breaking furniture when standing up on their desks for robin williams exclaiming oh captain my captain r.i.p robin williams all right that's all for wnur news the rise and shine show for more news updates and reports follow us on x at wnur news and instagram at wnur news 893 you can listen to these and other wnur news stories on our website wnurnews.org that's wnurnews.org find us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts our producer today is gabby shell and our reporters are ellie Stevens and Delaney Nelson. I'm Gabe Shumway. And I'm Edward Simon Cruz. Catch our next newscast tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.